here we are. Another lovely Tuesday in spring. My name is Doug Jones. And I'm Jason Wheeland. This is a Saddleback Church podcast designed to help you deepen your friendship with God. But we sometimes call it... The show that helps you grow as dads. And if you somehow downloaded and began listening to this episode without knowing that this is the Doable Discipleship Podcast, well, there you go. (laughs) Always good to (laughs) get the name of the show in there. Just the two of us today. It is. But not exactly, because we've always got engineer and producer David in the room. And And a special guest. Special guest, Intern Faith, in the room. Say hi, Intern Faith. Say loud. There we go. That was show. I think we got her. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, today we're going to just be kind of having a conversation between the two of us. It's Father's Day week. Yes, it is. So uh, stick around. Right after the theme song, me and Jason are going to share a few, uh, well, what we're calling the learnings of two inexperienced dads. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be a fun ride. So let's hit that theme song in one, two, one, two, three. All right. Well, I hope you enjoyed that delightful theme song. <clears throat> Always gets me pumped. Me too. I think we have the best theme song in podcasting. If you think we have the best theme song in podcasting, give this video a thumbs up. <laughs> okay. Yeah, someone do that. All right. Uh, we got Father's Day coming this week, and I know that's all you can think about out there because I know that when Father's Day rolls around, that's all anybody can think of. It totally dominates your mind. Jason, if you could just squeak your microphone a few more times. Sorry, I'm getting okay. comfy. Okay. okay. Settling in. Oh, is this going to be a long one? Is that uh, why you're settling back? I'm sitting back. You have a lot to share. You've got a lot to share. Uh, let's let's uh, just jump right into it. We're, we're talking Father's Day this week, and Jason and I, we're dads. We're not that far along in the journey, but what we thought is, hey, we're going to share our thoughts, and I think another good idea is if you're watching on YouTube, drop down comments with some of the fatherly advice that you've learned. So if your dad, you're watching on YouTube, just give us some of your advice. Share, share some of your learnings from along the way. And we do want to say, moms that are listening, or even if you're not parents that are listening, even if you're our kids, students, whatever, don't turn this Cats. off. Don't. Cats that are listening when your owner just left the podcast on for you when they went to the store. You don't need to change the channel, switch this off. There's going to be great stuff either way. This is just this is a conversation about about what we've learned about parenting, and it, it'll hit a whole bunch of great truths, I'm sure. And then when we get around the horn and we're back to Mother's Day next year, we'll do something similar and we'll bring... Well, Jason and I will basically sit that one out. Yes, <laughs> and we'll bring in and some. We'll bring moms in some great moms. That'd be that. a fun little like like host swap or something. Yeah, I don't Ooh, know. That'd be an interesting first for the show. Yeah. Well, why don't we jump into it? Let's get into <laughs> it. Chit chat. Lead us off, will you? Yeah. So basically, secret to when being we, a great dad. Secret to being well, I don't know. Well, <laughs> I'll tell you something I've I've recently started doing that I've actually really enjoyed, and it's what kind of got me excited about this idea for this episode of just talking about some things that we've been practicing or learning, is recently I've started um, trying to pray the fruits of the Spirit in my parenting. So what I mean by that is is at, at night when I'm putting my son down, and sometimes he can take a while to go to sleep, and sometimes I'm feeling, hey, why are you taking a while to go to sleep? I have things I want to be doing. What's wrong I got with that, you? I got the ice cream waiting for me. <laughs> um, 
is is I, I've started in the past couple of weeks praying through the fruits of the Spirit. So how that works, or basically how I do it, is is I, I, I pray for love, and I pray for a situation, you know, I, I say, Lord, help me to be loving in, 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 in all of my action, in all of, uh, of my words, and whatnot. And, and, and when there are times where I feel angry or upset or frustrated, help me to choose love in these situations. And then I'll mm-hmm. pray for peace, and, and Lord, there, you know, and in patience and in kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And I'll just take a little time on each of those, and I'll pray for those over my son, I'll pray those for myself, I'll pray those for my wife and I in our situations, especially if there are times where we're just having a rough weekend, which has happened, and um, and so I, I just found that in doing that, it makes those times when I feel so tired or so frustrated, and it just makes me feel just more at ease. Mm. Like I had, I was sharing with the team on uh, Tuesday when we have our, our team meetings, I was talking about this, is I said, um, we had, I was up a lot on Monday night this past week. Um, just because we're trying some new sleeping stuff with our son, and so I, I was up a lot. And normally, I could, I would, I would just be tired and worn out and beat. But I had prayed through the fruits of the spirit the night before, and I woke up the next morning, <laughs> super early. <laughs> but I woke up not by your own choosing. <laughs> yeah, not by my own choosing. But I just felt, I felt great. I felt at peace. And honestly, I could sit there and I thought, you know, I feel. I feel spirit filled right now, mm. and it was I was just very aware and attuned to that, and I and I totally attribute it to to the emphasis and just praying through these these fruits of the spirit and just giving it back to God and just and just trying to put those situations back into God's hands and saying, Lord, help me with this by filling me with this. Yeah. So I'm not so even though I I want him, even though I want God to take the bad situations away. I want him to just make Ben sleep <laughs> yeah. or, or, or whatever the situation is. Cause a deep slumber to fall upon him. <laughs> and even though I may pray for a blanket of sleep <laughs> over the household, um, if he's not going to do that, then I want to pray for, for the patience and I want to pray for the faithfulness and, yeah. and, and, and great and all that stuff so that I can handle those situations better since I'm filled with those fruits of the Spirit. And so just changing my emphasis or changing my perspective, my outlook, instead of saying, God, do this, I'm saying, mm. it's more saying, God, help me be better at this. Yeah. And I've just felt a world of difference since then. And Ben has started sleeping better this week. Yeah. Man, that was a it was a very noticeable thing for you that that on Tuesday when you came in and I think it was Tuesday, yeah. Yeah, yeah you came in that, yeah, so they have team meeting, like you said. And I've never heard you say, I feel filled with the spirit today. That was like really it was clear that that was like a palpable feeling for you. It's it, it's it's certainly not the first time where I felt that, but as you as everyone in podcast world, if you've been listening to the show know, you know how tired I've been. Yeah. It's a current theme on <laughs> it's our been show. A, it's been a running theme not only on the show, but in our team meetings when we do prayer requests. Yeah. Um and and even though it was still not not the best night's sleep, it didn't matter. Like I just I felt a different kind of energy and it's run through this week. Situations that would normally have made me feel 
just on edge or just just beaten down tired it's i've just i've been able to just ride through mm. in a different way and totally attribute it to what god is doing inside me so yeah. um i would just encourage you guys not only to read through uh, uh, the fruits of the spirit uh, galatians 5:22 yeah um and and then just start and just take a little bit of time on each one it's something that that Doug and I have talked about we've wanted to do kind of like a series or something on the fruits of the spirit and um so eventually i, I think we will do that but yeah. um just 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 spend a little time on each one and just and, and just pray for each one ask god to fill you with these fruits of the of the spirit and he will undoubtedly then put you in situations <laughs> where you will need them but yeah. He will also fill you with them if you're opening yourself to those, if you're asking yeah. for those. So, yeah. That's great advice for not, certainly not just for parenting, but for any domain of life. Totally. Yeah, asking God to to produce those fruit in you, to cause that fruit to, fruit to grow on the branches of your life. And I, um, you brought something up that I, I know I found in my own personal experience, and I think that most people have. When I, when I pray for God to change my circumstances and make them more pleasant, he often doesn't do that. <laughs> yeah. I, there's a, I have a much better track record of seeing prayer answered when I ask God to produce some new characteristic in me when I'm going through a hard thing. God is much seems much quicker to do that than to change our circumstances. Like, God, please make this so it's just not so tough, please. Um, God's like, no, <laughs> no, a lot of the time. <laughs> yeah. But when we say, God, this is tough, will you please change me? God's like, yes, that is something that I want to do totally. all the time. Um, great advice. One that came up for me, uh, and I think this one will probably be pretty transferable to other areas of life too, not just not just parenting young kids, um, which is all we know how to do and arguably don't even know how to do that. <laughs> um, one thing that has kind of confronted me in the parenting journey in a big time way, and I think it kind of hits most parents, you know, when they, when they become a parent, this kind of smacks them upside the head. And that is the fact of the, the fact, the, the role that powerful emotions play in family life mm. and in personal life. And so one of the big things that I'm that I'm learning along the way is how to manage powerful emotions and how to teach my children to manage powerful emotions. Sometimes in this in the spiritual journey we discount the emotional life. Uh, and that's something that as you know on our show we've tried to combat that because we know the emotional life is integral to human life and Jesus is concerned with transforming all of your life, all of human life, not just you know, following Jesus is not just read the Bible and pray. It's a lot more than that. It's be transformed at every level of who you are. And emotion is a big part of that. And the thing I've seen is twofold. One, parenting has brought a lot of powerful emotions out of me that I've had to manage. Um, from day one, like you're talking about, Jason, like dealing with sleep deprivation and dealing with a baby that won't stop crying or that kind of stuff. And then all the way up to, you know, a six-year-old that... <clears throat> has started to get some attitude and, and sometimes <laughs> melts down if she doesn't get her way. Or my son Jude, who's still three, and he's he's his own ball of crazy and all that. Powerful, powerful emotions in these tiny kids and none of the skills for dealing with those powerful emotions. So it's like God gives kids emotion basically from day one, yeah. you know, and they're powerful, full-scale, like grown-up sized emotions but they don't have any skills to deal with those things and to, to get their arms around them and, and take control of their behavior in the face of those emotions. And so the verse that came to mind is Ephesians chapter four, verse, oh, excuse me, chapter six, verse four. 
And this is actually directed specifically to fathers. Paul is speaking directly to fathers here. He says, fathers, do not provoke your children to anger by the way you treat them. Rather, bring them up with the discipline and instruction that comes from the Lord. And I was thinking about um, how, you know, we as parents deal with these very powerful emotions, feelings of anger, feelings of hurt. If our kid, you know, says something, um, you know, our kids can actually say some pretty harmful things sometimes because they have kind of unmitigated mouths sometimes. And I was just thinking, it's important for me to, I, I just, I've specifically with Amelia, our older, uh, the older of our two, I've started using the language managing emotions because I, what I don't want her to feel like is she needs to like somehow stifle or deny emotions that she's, it's not okay to feel angry. It's not okay to feel sad. It's not okay to feel frustrated or disappointed. We try to explain that, by the way, before I go any further on this, I really suck at this. So I just want to make sure that's pretty clear up front. We're, <laughs> we're just figuring this out. Like if you think that just because Jason and this I are not pastors, an expert yeah, podcast. and we have a podcast that we like have this all figured out. Like if you came to my house, you'd be like, wowza people, like get it together. <laughs> so first off, let me say as we're sharing these learnings, there's a lot of failings that, that have been involved in gaining these learnings. Um, but anyway, when I talk with Amelia, I try to help her realize and I'm actually kind of teaching her the same thing that I know I need to teach myself, which is it's okay to feel these emotions. God created emotions. God is himself, an emo- you know, God has his own emotional states. But we have to have enough wisdom and in some cases kindness to make wise and good choices in spite of those emotions. So I can feel those emotions. I can express those emotions, but I've got to do it in a, in a healthy way. With Jude, our little three-year-old, a lot of times with him, it's just, I've said this before on the show, with him sometimes it's just get him to breathe. Just like if he's freaking out, like just get him to take some breaths, man. Just little things. Just, all right, buddy, let's just take some deep breaths together and let's get this calmed down. Um, but I, I've learned that I think some of the most toxic things that happen in a home are the result of powerful emotions that aren't under control. When you think of uh, harm that's done, you think of um, you think of trauma that's caused, you think of long-term resentment that forms in a family, it's, to to my mind, it's almost always because of powerful emotions that were not brought under control. And when we read about Paul talking about taking every thought captive, you know, really like, really letting our will dominate our emotional life, um, I think there's something really powerful to that. And so with Amelia, especially now, I'm having to figure out, I'm having to do a better job of managing my own emotions so that I can show her by example. Because she, she, I, just explaining, here's how you deal with anger is not really of an effective teaching tool, but it's, it's showing that, look, I'm feeling frustrated. You're seeing anger in me, but I need to model what it looks like to diffuse that, to direct that properly, to express that in a proper uh, and respectful way and, and so on. So yeah, dealing with powerful emotions, man. It's always so interesting with babies and little kids is you get to experience raw, unfiltered <laughs> emotions Mm -hmm. where it's, you know, there are lots of babies that aren't super expressive. Yeah. Uh, Ours is not one of those. Yeah. He, he has the most emotional face (laughs) and it's so funny Um, is, you know, you can just read every emotion as there are forming on his face. So (laughs) it's, it's so true. The emotional life, it's, it's starting to even just talking about those, even just identifying, helping the kids identify their emotions. And 
honestly, as adults, that's something that we <laughs> can sometimes suck at is yeah. being able to identify what it is exactly that we're feeling and and then and talk about it, walk it through. Yeah. And, you know, it's it's so powerful. Yeah. And, and ha- having to say sorry a lot, too, which is something yeah. I'll touch on in a little while. Just, you know, like with me, sometimes with Amelia, like she'll see me getting grumpy about something and I'll be like, okay. And then maybe an hour later, once I've kind of chilled out, I just pull her aside and, and I'm like, okay, babe, you saw how I was getting kind of nasty and grumpy earlier, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you don't say, Dad. <laughs> oh, no, I didn't even notice. <laughs> I'll say, here's why I started feeling that way, but it wasn't okay for me to, you know, whatever. And then on on from there. Yeah. But yeah, that emotional life is, it's a beast. It's a big one. All right, let's move on because I know you have a lot of great advice, Jason. Well, I just have some points that I've been thinking about recently. Uh, so the next one I want to talk about is just the idea of having to choose him over me. And what I'm talking mm-hmm. about in that is the idea of of being self-sacrificial because my one-year-old can't be. <laughs> he, yeah. he literally can't choose anything other than self he can't reciprocate at he, all. He can't reciprocate. <laughs> and so even though there are times I want to be doing something else or I, you know, want or like whatever it is, it's literally making that choice of that in this time there is nothing more important than helping him grow, than caring for him, than showing him love and and whatnot. He's I mean, he's literally but when this episode goes out, he turns one this weekend. Um, what? Yeah. I didn't hey, realize. There we go. Dang. Yeah, actually, cool. we took him home from the hospital on Father's Day last year. So there we oh, go. yeah. That's pretty cool. That's really cool. Um, So, and it's just having to, like, I know personally, I, I just need to remind myself constantly throughout the day, even if it's just little things or big things of saying, of saying, hey, Stop thinking about that other thing that you want to be doing. Choose your son. Mm-hmm. Choose. There's honestly, you, you're not going to regret spending time with your kid. Yeah. Like, you know, even if I want to be watching a, a game or I want to be doing something different or, or whatever it is, it's just, it's choosing that time. There's, there's nothing more precious um, and and forming to in a relationship than time spent yeah with somebody so choose choose your kid over your own want mm. and the fruit will just exponentially grow out of that in a way that's more powerful than if you you know chose whatever else you could be wanting to do yeah <laughs> yeah man that's really tough yeah especially where we're at with the young the, in the young kid stage, it's tough, and and honestly, it's something that we think about. Some you know, and again, everybody's situation is different, or or, or whatever you know. Mm-hmm. But like, if if we're looking at at time spent, um, trying to build up a career and climb that ladder and gain, gain, gain that way, mm-hmm. or time spent with your kids and in being in being their dad or being their mom and in growing that relationship and building that ladder up uh, to me i think it's infinitely more important to be investing yeah. in your kids than necessarily investing all that time spent in the corporate ladder like mary poppins is a perfect example of this not the person but the movie <laughs> okay and by the person the i mean the character the 
the original. Oh, I haven't seen the remake yet. Oh. Um, but in the original movie, which we bought recently and went back and watched, it is it is crazy town. Mm-hmm. That movie. Um, but you just see the dad has the. It's the perfect illustration of this. Yeah. Where the dad comes home and has this whole song about how his routine goes, and he comes home and he pats the kids yeah. and he puts them and, and, and the nanny puts them to bed and yeah. he has a nice quiet evening and that's what he wants, you know. But all the kids want him to do is go fly a kite with them. Mm. And by the end of the movie, sure enough, he's singing "Let's Go Fly a Kite," one of the most, yeah. one of the best Richard Sherman songs. And Dick Sherman song. Wait, they're brothers. Who's the? What's the other one? And they have the same name. No, that's why I got wrong. <laughs> there's, there's Richard, and there's another. Anyway, the Sherman brothers. I'll be no help to you on that. The Sherman brothers. No it's a song, and it's just about time. That whole movie is essentially about. The time spent with the kids versus time is spent um, yeah. making money. But yeah, anyway, you get what I'm saying. Great, great stuff. Um, next one for me is it has to do with um, kind of making amends like I started to talk about a minute ago. Um, and and I, I'll call this one learning to bounce back after mistakes or after failures. Just owning your failures, owning your mess ups. And uh, and this is one that really doesn't matter what relationship you're talking about. It doesn't matter if you're a, a dad of adult kids or whatever this is this is the kind of thing that can always be done anytime um, so it's a matter of owning failures admitting fault seeking forgiveness um, this is a very simple one that probably doesn't need to be belabored too much this is one where you know if, if, if you're if you're maybe a little estranged from your kids you've got adult kids and maybe that relationship is is not not in the best place and you can't necess- you can't go back in time and undo the things that have been done but what you can do is move toward reconciliation and I would encourage you, um, if, if, that's a, if that's a situation you're in, to go back and listen to our Relationship Principles of Jesus series. Mm-hmm. We'll link the first uh, episode of that in the show notes to get you started on that series. It's from uh, uh, last year sometime, yeah. I think we did that. Really good one based on Pastor Tom's book, Relationship Principles of Jesus. Check that out. But um, James chapter 5, verse 16. Most of you probably know this verse. It says, Confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. So the, the idea here... <clears throat> Is that I think for us as dads, we've got to be. There's a there's a temptation for us to want to be, to appear perfect to our kids, and it can be very difficult to admit fault with kids. By the way, because you're so you're usually right <laughs> with your kids. You know, you're smarter than they are. You have a more developed brain than they do. You've got more time on the earth than they do. And for, so for the most part, you're right and they're wrong most of the time. But sometimes they're right. Yeah. Or sometimes even if they're not right, you're definitely not right. And, um, you know, when we make mistakes and we blow it, it's important for us to not only um, own up to that with our kids for the sake of healing the relationship, but it's also important because it teaches them how to bounce back from their failures. When they mess up, what should they do? They should make things right. They should do their best to make amends where necessary. They should seek forgiveness and that kind of thing. Um so this was just about just you know probably two or three times a week at least I have to talk to the kids and just say I'm sorry that I said that or I'm sorry that I was grumpy about that or I'm I'm you know sorry that you're it's, that I made you feel that way or it's teaching the kids humility which is great it's, yeah it's teaching humility and it's teaching empathy yeah it's it's teaching them that not only do I expect you to to um show respect to me but I want you to know that I'm going to show you respect as well yeah. 
So that's pretty much all in that, just bouncing back from mistakes, getting seeking forgiveness and giving it freely. Yeah. I wanted to clarify two points off of my last point. First, the brother's name was Robert Sherman. So it's Richard and Robert Sherman. Thank mm. you to producer David for helping with that. And um, secondly, I understand that there are lots of people out there who don't have the choice and can't, you know, and have to work a lot in order to put food on the table. Yeah. And you don't get a lot of time with your kids. And I get that. That's the sacrificial choice for your kids is having to work a lot. Right. That's still choosing your kids <clears throat> is when you have to do that. What I was kind of talking about is if you have the choice, if you are choosing between, you know, making a, a lot more money, you know, whatever it is, and yeah. or, and or choosing your kids, it's it's think about it. Yeah. And, and think about your kids. That's all I was saying. You may be in a situation where you can make more money down the road, but you may... In fact, you definitely can't get back the time that you've got with your yeah. kids now. Once that's gone, it's gone. Your time is precious. Yeah. Um, so the next thing I wanted to talk about was remembering that that your kid, in my case, he can't see things the way that I do. Mm. <laughs> Something that my wife and I have to remind ourselves all, all the time. My son has a tendency right now to like to uh, test gravity out and drop food over the side of his high chair all oh, the time. dude, yeah. And, we, and as much as we can tell him, hey, the food goes in your mouth, he doesn't, you know, he, he doesn't get it. Or, or you know, hey, it's it, it's fun to play with plugs. You know, it's just <laughs> oh, man. all these little things. I'm sure you got your tamper-resistant stuff. Which we do, up. but, you know, it's, it's, it's still the... It, and there's always a draw to, you know, these things that they can't understand. Mm. And the times when we just say, why can't you go to sleep? Or why can't you just eat your food? Yeah. They can't see it that way. They don't have the perspective. They don't have the maturity to think the way that we do. And sometimes we can forget that so easily it, because we spend the majority of our time with adults. We're so used to people having the, you know, mature levels of thinking or at least a thought process that can identify something one should do or shouldn't do or whatever. Yeah. But with but with babies specifically in my case, what I've been dealing with is they do not have that same level of perspective. And so we have to remind ourselves of that. And sometimes it can be a good thing, a good thing to extrapolate and take into other sorts of situations. Mm. Um such as like, you know, we've talked about on the show um, before, like when you're talking about evangelism, and, and and when you're talking with unbelievers, or or you're working, or you have friends that are unbelievers, or whatever, you can't expect unbelievers to think the way that believers do, mm. because they they don't. <laughs> they by nature can't. <laughs> they by nature can't. It's it's literally right. they do not have the Holy Spirit living in them as believers do. They can't think the same way. And so it, it's just, it's it's making sure that as we think about our dealings with other people, in my case with my son, you know, with babies, or in with others, is you're thinking about, okay, they might not be able to see things the way that I do or to think the way that I, you know, I, I, I do. And just mm. thinking about that, just always being aware of your perspective versus other people's perspective. Mm. Um I think is very important. Yeah. Great stuff. Last one, last one for me um, is learning to be led by God and not by instinct. Mm -hmm. I, I, think, I think a lot of us default to instinct. We think like, well, we're human beings and God's made us in such a way. And, um, you know, so we just expect like our fatherly instinct to kind of kick in and we'll just know the right thing to do. I've even heard, 
I, I even got kind of that advice from some people when like Joyce and I, you know, when Joyce was pregnant with Amelia, our, our first, and saying things like, you know, just when the time comes, you'll know what to do. <laughs> but you know what? The time came, and I, I haven't always known what <laughs> <Yeah>. to do. <laughs> I really they said haven't. I would know. <laughs> <laughs> they said I would know. There's no, there's no magic to it. And I, I think that uh, I think too many men lean on instinct, and, um, and then hopefully at some point come to realize that instinct is uh, can be a very dangerous thing for any man to lean on, and not just with parenting, but but in all ways of, in, in every manner of life. And I think men behaving according to instinct um, is actually one of the biggest problems in, in our culture today. Uh, Psalm chapter 32, verses 8 and 9 is powerful. And it uses a powerful image that I think for, for men, and for all people, but I think since we're, since we're talking as dads today, um, particularly has implications for us men. And it says this, uh, again, this is Psalm 32, verses 8 and 9. The Lord says... I will guide you along the best pathway for your life. I will advise you and watch over you, which is a very kind thing. Mm -hmm. But then there's some more stern words that follow it in verse 9. He says, Do not be like a senseless horse or mule that needs a bit and bridle to keep it under control. And I think that... um, Obviously, this was before Mr. Ed. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, he was a unique <laughs> example, definitely. Yeah, the horse with peanut butter in his mouth making him appear to talk. Um, but, you know, when I started thinking about this animal, like human-animal dichotomy. Like human beings have an animal nature to them, right? We live in this physical realm. We have physical bodies. We have to consume food like animals. We have We have various instincts just like animals. But here's what I think one of the big differences and differentiators, and I think what this verse is saying is that an animal is driven by instinct and urges. A man is driven by will and virtue. And I think there's a big difference there because a man is someone who subdues his instinct and subdues his urges when necessary in order to conform to a virtuous life that is led by God. And um, I think if you look across culture, and even if you look at yourself, men and, and women as well, but if you look at yourself you will find that the parts of you that are most driven by instinct are the parts of you that most quickly take you in a sinful direction. And it is not until we place ourselves under the authority of God and allow him to be the king of our lives and the one who sets the standard of what is appropriate and what's not appropriate that we can become the human beings that he actually intended us for, intended for us to be and become the best parents that we can be. You know, just reacting to your children in an instinctive way is a terrible, terrible way to go. And, you know, even just in our relatively short parenting journey, we've learned that lesson the hard way. But keep this in mind that as parents, as men, just as people, regardless of who you are, we are not meant to live as animals. Do not be a wild horse. Do not be a mule that needs a bit and bridle to keep you under control. Um Learn to have self-control, <laughs> yeah. which is one of the fruit of the Spirit, which you talked you about go. earlier. It is. Be self-controlled. I think, um, well, I'm not going to belabor the point, but you get the idea. Be led by God and not by led instinct. Led by God, not by instinct. I got uh, I got two more. Uh, um, one is being thankful in all things. Mm. Um, in the times when I'm rocking my son to sleep, and it's been a while. And unsuccessfully. <laughs> 
sometimes unsuccessfully, he gets into this little little funny bit that he likes to do where he kind of like pretends to be asleep a little bit and then we'll put him down and then he surprise automatically wide awake and starts laughing when we put him in the crib. Oh, laughing? Oh, yeah. Yeah. That sounds adorable from my perspective. Tosses the passy, laughs at us, and we're like, (laughs) okay, no, not into this. (laughs) You little punk. (laughs) It's at those times where I I, I tried to just remind myself, you, you asked for this child. You waited for this child. Mm. Every child is a good and perfect gift. And I, 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 and I give thanks to God in those times. Mm. We, we waited a couple of years, uh, to have our first kid, um, of, uh, 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 of wanting a kid. And when he finally came, he's amazing. We love him with all of our hearts and even in the, in those times where we don't necessarily feel that right away we i i just i try to remind myself just be thank be be thankful for who he is for what he represents for you know the, that god made him uniquely and specifically that god had him in mind for us from the very beginning <laughs> and 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 just and just think about all the joy that he that he brings, mm. and so I'm just from I just remember to um, thankfulness and 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 give gratitude to God, and mm. in those times where you least want to do it, that's the time to best do it. Yeah, stop and and, and just say, Lord, thank you for this. Lord, thank you for this. whatever. We have at our place right now. We have this songbird that is hanging out outside of our house. He's been there for a few weeks now. And he just has the prettiest song that mm. he just is whistling all day and into the night. <laughs> and, you know, and he, it's that bird, honestly, has brought us so much joy mm. in the midst of some of the hardest times the last few weeks. It's It's been a hard few weeks in our house, but but we can leave our son's room and walk out into the living room and hear that bird singing. And in those times, we just say, you know, Lord, thank you. Yeah. Thank you that this bird is reminding us to, to be thankful and be joyful, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, the final thing I want to talk about um, is is marriage, is marriage as parents. Um, and this is important, no, uh, no matter what state of parenting you're in, and this is honestly, it's for marriages all around. Um it's it's something that we've had to remind ourselves is to keep to is keep dating your spouse. So, you know, it's finding those opportunities to still have alone time. Um, you know, if your kids asleep, hey, have some alone time. Be together. Don't just go off and do your own thing. So that bird won't watch Ben for you while you guys go out to movie. We haven't like asked that? it yet. We haven't asked it yet. <laughs> But even it, it's not like you have to spend a lot of money on dates. A few weeks ago, Alicia and I just went to the beach and just had yeah. had a picnic on the beach, and it was super nice. Um, just you know, those little things. Also, remember that you are a team with your spouse. Um, so don't you know? It's not all on one parent or the other. You are a team in your parenting, mm. um, and allow for frustration. A, a frustration is going to come. No matter what age your kids are, frustration is going to come, yeah. and just make room for that, and and learn how how each other handles that. It's something I'm terrible at. I know how Alicia handles that, 
And yet I still constantly want things to go the way that I mm. I handled it. Yeah. So for example, Alicia doesn't want to talk about things right away. She needs time to, you know, sit and just let it cool down mm. and then she can talk. I am the opposite. I just want to talk it out right away. And yeah. I constantly find myself in trouble because of it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and so it's just, it's it's learning how your spouse reacts and handles things and just making allowance for that. There's nothing yeah. wrong with different ways of approaching anger or frustration, that kind of stuff. It's just, um, but but as a team, make that allowance for each other and then come back together and do have those conversations. They're important to have. Yeah. <clears throat> Great stuff. Uh, hopefully, at least one thing that has come up is, is is helpful. Is there something that stood out to you or that stuck with you? Because these are things that we've been going through or, or thoughts that we've had, and hopefully, yeah, hopefully and they've been helpful too. There are a lot of more experienced dads than us out there, so email us with your advice, uh, maturity at saddleback dot com. Comment below if you're watching on YouTube. We we want to learn from you too. Um, I want to wrap up with uh, some. Well, we'll call this the doables for today. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> we've got uh, some pretty great resources that I think you should check out. Um, a, a lot of doable stuff we've already talked about, like, you know, a lot of it's pretty practical. But if you're thinking about things like, you know, how do I get better at this? Or how do I how do I be led by God and not by instinct? Or how do I, you know, how do I really start building the fruit of the Spirit into my life, et cetera? You need to start by reading your Bible. So make sure that you start building in those basic um, spiritual disciplines into your life. We'll link our episodes that we walked through the four big habits, went through kind of an overview of the 201, uh, the 201 class for Saddleback. We talk about the four big habits that you need to build into your life to, to grow to spiritual maturity. We'll link to those episodes. Um, also, we'll link to um, saddlebackparents.com, great place to get some good parenting uh, tips here from, from some great pastors at Saddleback. Um, dealing with hurts, habits, and hangups, check out Celebrate Recovery. If you're, you know, maybe maybe you're further along and you've got estranged relationships with your kids, and and that's causing a lot of uh, a lot of pain and suffering for you, check out our counseling ministry. If you're living yeah. local, I have two books worth plugging. Mm. First is Love Powered Parenting by Tom mm. and Shondell Holiday. Um, the second is is Parenting by Paul David Tripp. Um, it's a great book. Both mm. of those can be found at saddleback.com/books. Good one. Uh, maybe I'll make a. Quick recommendation, too, while we're at it. Um, we're just waiting here, Doug. One that I liked. I was pulling it up in my Audible app because I wasn't going to recommend books until you said something. But um, there's a book that I found super helpful. Um, it's by Daniel J. Siegel and Tina Payne Bryson. Uh, it's not really a Christian book, uh, per se. I mean, it's not an unchristian book or anything <laughs> like that. Um, but it's called No Drama Discipline, The Whole Brain. Hmm. Let me see if I can remember the. Oh, I think I just made it play. Oh, Crud. <laughs> Doug's tech support uh, moment. Here we go. <laughs> anyway, it's called No Drama Discipline. It has a subtitle. It's, it's something like the whole brain way to calm the chaos and something something like that. Okay. Um, but it's just a great—I uh, found it really, really helpful and um, just helped me kind of approach dealing with—well, this kind of goes back to, to what I said first, which is learning to manage powerful emotions. Very, very helpful book yeah. uh, for that. It's one of those books that we probably need to read and reread and reread again to keep our presence of mind as parents of young kids. There you go. All right, dads. Fire up that barbecue this weekend. Yeah, buddy. And uh, have a happy Father's Day to everybody. And oh, happy Father's Day to my dad, Brian Jones. Shout out. Happy Father's Day to my dad, Scott Leland. All right. There we go. All right, everybody. We love you. We'll talk to you next week. 
you enjoyed this episode, consider giving us a rating or a review on iTunes. If you do, you'll help other people find us in the future. You can also listen to these episodes on YouTube. Subscribe to the Saddleback Church YouTube channel for these conversations, plus lots of video content. And if you're already listening to us on YouTube, subscribe to the Doable Discipleship Podcast on Apple Podcasts or your favorite app, so you can listen in the car or wherever else you go. Don't forget to visit saddleback.com doable to check out all our previous episodes. And go to saddleback.com grow to find spiritual growth resources and view a calendar of upcoming events. Lastly, you can always get in touch with us by emailing maturity at saddleback.com. Send us your thoughts, send us your questions, your Bible questions, your life questions, whatever. Who knows? Your question just might inspire an upcoming episode. Thanks again for tuning in to Doable Discipleship. I'm Doug Jones, and I hope you'll join us again next week. Thank you.